Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern that has to cut out all the Python stencils, codename Legion Cub. More on that later. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible, and please do uh, leave a review wherever you listen to this show. Let them know that you enjoy Audible Interlude. Uh, also check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, toy reviews going up all the time, and as soon as there's more G.I. Joe to review, I'll do it. Uh, also, follow, when you follow Audible Interlude podcast on Instagram, I've been doing a thing lately, uh, name that Joe or Cobra, where I'll just put up a random picture of right now, it's all like early 2000s figures. Uh, but I, you know, just photography from my Joe collection, but just a picture of a fig, just a fun little thing, basically to have some content because we got to try and get eyes, uh, well, eyes on Instagram and ears on the podcast and speaking of which yes indeed we are four times a month now <laughs> guys how do you uh, feel about that we made it we finally made it <laughs> <laughs> uh we will be go going forward uh as long as there's enough news to continue this uh we will be doing a news episode the first and third Friday of the month. And then we'll be doing a, a segment slash entertainment review, whatever episode, uh, the second and fourth Friday of every month. And then if, if it's a, a five week month, then you guys get a break, but you don't get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get any of that sweet podcast money that, that, that long month. Uh, so we got to check our polls. Uh, last episode, we put up a poll. Is the Mamba a killer Cobra vehicle? And right down the middle, 50% said no way. 50% said heck yeah. So we're split on, on whether we love the Mamba or not. I think all three of us are pretty enthused with it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Love me some Mamba. And uh, next week, we'll find out uh, which instrument of destruction we will or will not be excited about. Uh, I do want to mention, once again, because it's imminent, we, we are a little over a month away from Joe Fest, a real Augusta toy and comic show. Audible Interlude is confirmed for a live panel happening on June 24th. 25th or 26th one of those days we will be presenting a live panel at joe fest in augusta georgia at the augusta convention center uh very excited for this event as we've talked about uh noel you've been there more than i have i was there in 2019 i, I brought uh, my son we had a blast very excited to be getting back it's it's just a, a fun very Joe-centered, but with more. Mainly Joe. Mainly Joe. I mean, it Mainly is Joe. Joe Fest. Well, no, that, um, and it's the official name of the convention is the Augusta Toy and Comic Show. That was, I think, to give it a little bit more mass appeal. But it did start off 
specifically as a G.I. Joe convention. Well, so much like the other conventions. I'm going to need at least a touch of Cobra in there. Yeah. If it's <laughs> yes. all Joe, then um, I'll need a disguise. Well, that's that's fine. You you can uh, you can be the Zartan, <laughs> the Noel faces, agent faces, agent. And faces. I'll uh, I'll just be me. Um, yeah, that that is kind of a weird thing that happens because because for years, <laughs> the the Atlanta show was the Great Atlanta Toy Convention and Joe Lanta, like mm-hmm. this long long name. And then they just changed to the Great Atlanta Toy Convention, but now Joe Lanta is back. Well, they were Toy Lanta because, again, they right, didn't want to yes, restrict yes. it down to just Joe fans, but the Joe fans knew where to go. And, of course, Joe Lanta is a little bit more geared towards the 12-inch Joes than some of the other Joe conventions out there. And Joe Lanta is back uh, the weekend after Labor Day weekend. We'll, we'll oh, that's more. not a good idea. Not a good plan for an Atlanta <laughs> convention, because for those that don't know, there's a, a little tiny intimate con called Dragon Con. That's just the largest convention in the Southeast. Uh, what is it? 40, 48,000 people at reduced capacity last yes, year? It's, it's yeah. uh, eight, hit 80,000 in 2017. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's not, been going not up much from that. Of a, not much of a, a thing. No, nah, really. not many. No. Nah. Uh, but I mean, I'm going to be tapped out after Dragon Con, so I don't. I don't. I mean, I will absolutely go to Joe Lanta. I'm off that weekend, but but I'm not going to have two pennies to rub together. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But we're focusing now, of course, on Joe Fest, June 24th through 26th. Come see Audible Interlude. Uh, we're going to have some goodies to give away. We're going to be doing a live panel. We'll be there all weekend, interacting, hanging out, having fun. Uh, you can come talk to us about the show, give us ideas, uh, but don't be mean. We, we don't need that. No meanness. All, all uh, peace, love, and G.I. Joe. Peace and love. Peace and love. Uh, all right. Now it is time to officially get into the news. Did you guys see that the Amazon-exclusive heavy artillery roadblock has been coming in and out of stock for about a week now? On Amazon no. for... for the twenty four ninety nine price, like the regular price, hmm. it's been popping not. it popping up for like a few minutes here, an hour there, coming in and out of stock, uh, and, and it's like d- direct from Amazon. It's not like a third party or anything. So it looks like there was a second production run that's that has been hitting. So keep your eyes open for that. If you missed out on that figure, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I'd still like a Modus to go with it. But it's uh, it was it was really kind of a line drawn where classified started to acknowledge the original designs a lot more or, or a lot more blatantly, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have an interesting development. Speaking of product being in stock, Big Bad Toy Store, my personal favorite online toy retailer has some of the G.I. Joe Classified Series Special Missions Cobra Island releases uh, for not too terribly bad of a markup. They have uh, Breaker with the Ram for $46.99, Baroness with the Coil for $44.99, 
Uh, both of those were 40 originally. So that's, that's not terrible. It's certainly less than you'd pay a scalper on eBay. Uh, barbecue for $25.99. And I can't remember if he was $19.99 or $22.99 or $20.99. We've had so many hikes. The last time I looked at Target.com, he was still available at $22.99. Oh, still available. Really? Still available. Yeah. These are all pre-orders, uh, which I assume this is stock that Target sent the big bad the, that they, you know, marked out of stock or whatever. Or is sending because they're all listed as pre-order. Well, right, right. Uh, but pre-order for second quarter. So, I mean, pretty much any day. Anytime, now. yeah. Uh, Beachhead, $25.99. And finally, the real star of the bunch, <laughs> Roadblock for $25.99. Good luck moving that one, Big Bad. Mm. I mean, he was... He was cons- he was the only GI Joe product that was consistently available from Target for the past like two years. <laughs> yep, but uh, still, it's cool that they're there, and uh, it might be a better option for some international customers because Big Bad Toy Store does ship internationally. Mm-hmm. So this may be a little easier solution for those guys too. Uh, always good to see <clears throat> that kind of stuff, and and I think you know way back when cobra island first broke a lot of people were talking about how all the store exclusives black series transformers all of hasbro's store exclusives did usually end up going to big bad or entertainment earth or you know they they, they're store exclusive for a certain amount of time so there you go big bad toy store swooping in to provide some much needed joe reinforcements let me ask you guys a question. Speaking of older G.I. Joe Classified Series releases. So we know early on, uh, a lot of the Blackout-inspired figures and some of the earlier releases in the Classified Series came with weapons that were actual Nerf guns. <laughs> Which was some clever cross-promotion, I guess. Well, but... it was, but I have to ask, why didn't we get actual Nerf guns branded as G.I. Joe? That's a good question. And I understand like the, the immediate response might be, well, Blackout didn't exactly set the world on fire. The tie-in wouldn't have been that exciting, but that would have been like, that should have been planned a year in advance. Like they should have been hitting the market when Blackout released at like the classified series were supposed to be. So it's, it's really, really weird to me that we never saw any GI Joe nerf stuff. Cause I would have bought them all. Yeah. I don't think they had the the uh, faith is almost too strong of a word, but I don't think they were believing in the project as much because classified was just starting. And that's really the only draw. answer. It's well, just odd that they would have the synergy because when use I them with the Joes, when I think of when they did like the Overwatch nerf. Right, that stuff like that it was too good. late. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like they. Well, in yeah, general, though, all of Hasbro's Overwatch boots. stuff, they waited too late. It, yeah, it it was that. You, so I feel like they did the same thing games. with Joe. Like Joe hit bigger than they expected. Right, and now it's just been catch up, catch up, catch up. Well, and there, I, I do wonder if there was a wait and see idea mm-hmm. where they wanted to see how classified did and if it, if it took off. Oh, let's get the nerf stuff out. But then blackout, those blackout designs 
were not met with as much enthusiasm. They were like, well, let's hold off on that. Just a thought that I had looking at some of this older stuff, because I, I would really have loved to have, you know, I, I never had a problem with the Nerf guns, because to me, it fits in with the sci-fi aesthetic that I like to see in G.I. Joe. So I, I would have bought them up. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I it wouldn't have been a big risk for them to slap some G.I. Joe packaging. and No, because they're you know, still Nerf guns. Yeah, just change the color, because, yeah, there's people who will buy every Nerf gun. There's a yeah. there's a Nerf gun collecting community out there that is kind of beyond my uh, reach, but um, but yeah, there's there's huge Nerf, Nerf gun fans out there, and I can't imagine. I mean, I, the Overwatch one's not selling is not too surprising, but I would think if you're putting out, you know, not super high quantities, you're putting out a decent amount, you'd probably wind up selling them all. Well, and just look at like Adam Savage and all the Nerf mods and stuff that he's done on his channel just that audience mm -hmm. is always interested in whatever nerf is doing at the time so anyway just a thought that i had uh and now i want to hear some thoughts that you guys have we talk about gi joe adjacent things on the show and this to me was an interesting enough topic to for us to talk about a little bit and and we'll be tying it in uh over the course of our conversations tonight tell me about this lego optimus prime you guys are transformers guys much more i, I love transformers but i just can't ever collect them uh you guys know the brand much better than i do and and noel you're lego Noel's a lego head and a he's a lego guy. Guy. yeah i'm letting yeah. you do this one much like zach <laughs> Well, um, this was rumored going back several months, and I was I was very skeptical when I first heard the rumor, but it came from a very credible source because um, Hasbro does not like to really dip the toe dip their toes into other like major toy companies when it comes to licensing stuff. Sure, especially well, I mean, with Lego is literally everybody's biggest competitor. Right, right, Lego. I mean, they con of course they they license Star Wars stuff independently of Hasbro, and you know they license some other properties as well. But the idea that Hasbro would ever cross over with Lego, especially considering that uh, Hasbro has launched multiple brick-based toys, right? Uh, same thing with like Mattel. Mattel owns Mega, so they don't. You know, you're not going to get a Master of the Universe set with right, Lego. Right. You're they're gonna they're gonna release it through Mega, which is actually a fairly established brand as far as knockoff. Uh, brick stuff goes so knock I, off listen to this lego <laughs> snob talking here i mean i'll definitely <laughs> toss that at creo but well and the other half of this is that uh lego has traditionally shied away from anything that was war based and they've got you know there's there's some things that kind of skirt that a little bit i mean obviously star wars is a big property but it's all fantasy it's in the stuff. name Right, but it's all fantasy-based stuff. And let me just tell you, when I was a kid, my knights and my Robin Hoods were not having tea together. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but it's more modern army stuff, which yeah. which is why you probably never see Lego and G.I. Joe together. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously Optimus Prime carries a big honking ion blaster gun um, that is not a realistic weapon, but because it's so prominent with his design... It's surprising to me that they would include that in this set to begin with. Um, but I mean, the Star Wars figures have like blasters and stuff. They have, yeah, they have blasters, and again, that comes down to the fantasy weapon versus real weapon. Yeah, um, but they're but, not. I mean, they're 
blasters, but isn't it? It's a Lego piece that's used in other sets. It's not. They well, they in I the mean, shape they, of a gun. They mold them specifically for the Star Wars sets. They yeah, have, you know, Star Wars specific blasters, but they're again they're they're three quarters of an inch long uh, for the most part. You know, you have like the, even like the rifles that the Imperial troops carry and stuff like that. They're they're not very large. This is a you know this Optimus Prime is. What Very clearly, 14, a large 15 gun. inches. Yeah. So, so what you're saying big. is we're going to see Megatron Lego next. That I that I very seriously doubt. At least <laughs> a getting big, a uh, giant Lego pistol <laughs> released in the, the United pistol. States. Now them doing a tank Megatron, I could see doing, but sure, there's not sure. a there's not a mold that's iconic as as this one. But so not only am I a giant Lego fan and a giant Transformers fan, Optimus Prime is my character du jour i have an entire like <laughs> case of just dedicated optimus prime toys so there is like th- there's never been a toy that's ever been announced in the history of mankind that i was so all in on knowing right. that at 1201 a.m uh this will be in my cart on lego.com on <laughs> june 1st and and it will be at my home a few days later um so yeah, it's it's this is a it's kind of an unprecedented crossover just because it's the first time that Hasbro's dealt with Lego, um, and uh, it's it's a very exciting choice I think you know I'm and I'm it curious. transforms right it yes yeah. and that's the other thing too is that again Hasbro's done multiple uh, construction sets for Transformers none of them have been able to transform on their own you always had to you, like you could Take maybe transform part off. of it but then you could you always had to to put parts off uh, yeah. take parts off put it on uh this is a 100 fully transformable optimus prime that's so crazy that's that's a, that's pretty and i and i have a fully transformable optimus prime that i built on my own oh my that gosh makes this one you know it, it just looks pathetic compared to what they've designed so <laughs> It'll finally be time for me to retire my little Optimus Prime that I built about five years ago. Wow. So let me ask you guys, uh, you pointed out very well. I mean, I don't know why Hasbro would even be interested in G.I. Joe Legos with the fine building sets that, <laughs> that forever clever graced, has been yes, producing. graced the shelves at Tuesday morning in Ross. <laughs> uh, but if something were to be worked out for Lego to produce some GI Joe toys, uh, what what kind of sets do you think would be interesting to people? Well, if you're working with scale, you get a you get a real good chance to do some very large sets, um, and and have them be at a, a much more reasonable size. So my my dream would be a USS flag. How big would that be, do you think? Well, if you're comparing it to the other and you figure that Lego minifigures are a little less than two inches tall versus three and three quarters, um, you're, you're looking at about half the size. So about three and a half feet long. How well, big no, it, do you... Didn't they do a helicarrier? They did do it. They did do a helicarrier. I, I would imagine it would be that size. Well, well and it depends that, on... That wasn't minifigure scale. That was done at <clears throat> the microfigure oh, scale. Okay. Which, you know, it's so, I mean, and, and everything's very arbitrary when it comes to Lego scale, but it right, was. Right, because they've done, they've done different scales of Millennium Falcons. It depends on what price point they want to hit, what level of accuracy they want to hit. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, realistically, I mean, it might cost 800 bucks, but you could do a Lego USS flag that was about three and a half, four feet long. 
Yeah. Um, and that would be pretty impressive. I'm going to go against the grain. And as much as I think people would say the Terradrome, I would rather get an all new Cobra Island with a giant Cobra bay shaped like, base. Like the Cobra Temple type thing in the yeah. middle. Yep. I, would, I would rather cool. have something like that than the Terradrome. I, I would even go for a scaled down Cobra Island. Uh, you know, maybe something along the the scale of the Hogwarts type set that they did, right? Where you could have a one central building like Cobra Temple, but that was you know not not too gigantic enough to have a couple of rooms inside, and then have one of the uh, little bunker deals, have the uh, surveillance, like throw just a couple of little mini sets mm-hmm. on there. I think that would be interesting, but my, my go-to was going to be the, uh, the big Cobra, uh, hella, whatever the, the heck ship? it is. Yeah. Uh, the ship. In the opening. Yeah. I know it has a name. I You're determined to replace all the furniture in your house with oversized <laughs> vehicles. Aren't you? Well, no, I would hang that from the ceiling because that would oh, be true. totally fine to do. That wouldn't cause any problems at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have some Lego vehicles hanging from my ceiling. Um, there's, I wouldn't advise doing it with most of them. <laughs> no, it seems terrifying because where, how do you figure out the correct stress points to suspend them from without yeah. them just falling apart? So with mine, the only ones that I have up are like the jumbo jet sets they put out and they're very lightweight because they're hollow. Uh, yeah. um, so compared to a lot of those other bigger denser sets, like star Wars ships weigh a ton. I wouldn't yeah. hang those. Um, with like the exception of my cloud car that hangs down from a shelf and stuff like that. But for this, uh, like, but for those, I usually just, it's very fine fishing wire and I clamp it between bricks in various uh, places. So that kind of helps it. Uh, still scary though, because over time I would think it's possible. Yeah. For things to come, come apart a little bit. depending. Oh on yeah. The Everything falls apart eventually. Well, that's true. That's that's called entropy, and it's what we're that's called my now. ex-wife. <laughs> uh, and, and of course, the, the obvious one is blind bag minifigures. That would just be fun to you know, because now now that we all know about the codes and and how to get the ones you want and everything. Oh, there's there, there's there's no codes. They did them for a while with the barcodes being different, but and then they put the little the little, the little dots right. The little they don't do that anymore. There. No, not at least not any significant way because it's oh, very. No, I think I really want. The, I really want the Muppet ones. I, I have. I have now nine of the twelve because I accidentally got two Beakers and two Rolfs, thinking I was getting a Statler and Waldorf, and I am still am missing Fozzie because apparently Fozzie's short packed. Well, speaking of Adam Savage, uh, he opened up eight or nine. He got four statlers two kermits and a fozzy four six seven so what was the other one no three kermits four Mm. statlers three kermits and a fozzy he had eight so that's uh that's not good odds i don't like (laughs) i don't like that game at all uh all right moving along to uh, a little more directly related to gi joe but still i suppose gi joe adjacent you guys I can't tell you how hyped I am for call sign longbow. 
Oh my gosh. First of all, this thing launched on my birthday (laughs) along with another Kickstarter we're going to be talking about uh, very shortly. But this thing, it, it funded in like six hours. As of this recording, okay, this is wild. Earlier today, when I was making my notes, it was that this was probably six o'clock this morning. Uh, it was at $143,000 or $143,671 uh, of their $78,000 goal. Now, uh, just over 12 hours later, they're at 145518 So they have gone up almost $2,000. And the uh, uh, backers on that 479 the average is $303 people are spending. Well, let me just tell you, <laughs> I started off as a four-figure backer because the initial offering is four figures. And if once you back it, you'll be able to, through the backer kit, after it ends, you'll be able to add on as much stuff as you want. So I was like, okay, I can commit right now to four figures. That's reasonable. I will have backed it. I'll have access to the backer kit. But they blew through some stretch goals uh, the other day, two days ago. They hit the ghost stretch goal, which we'll talk about in a minute. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go all in because they've already said if you go all in, they will make sure the value matches uh, what, whatever. Like, you're not, they're, they're not going to give you your money back. But if you go, because right now there have been, I think there have been three different all in levels so far. There's a whole. Oh, there were so many different levels. Oh, on that's this. double. I got, yeah, yeah. I got confused looking at all the different levels. I was like, there are so many crazy levels of. Yeah, you do have to really sort of read through everything. So I got in at the third all in, which is two hundred and forty four dollars. But if even if only 10 figures come out that's still less than the retail price of $25 and this thing is on track to blow that away so I decided to because if you're all in you get one of everything so if they unlock 20 figures you're getting 20 figures so I I couldn't not do it so I I'm all in very excited Uh, I I will I know well I'll wait to see if you get there. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this ha- this is from Grindstone Toys. And it's important to note that this has direct ties to the RoboSkull campaign. Because the retro O-ring figure that was part of that campaign was done by Grindstone, or will be done by Grindstone Toys. So technically, Call Sign Longbow is part of RoboSkull and vice versa. So if you're a completist in any way, which is why I threw that O-ring figure in, I was like, I don't know what's going on in the future, but I don't want to not get that guy. Uh, he's part of this collection, essentially. Uh, so the initial offering was four figures. Lancer, Uptown, Volk, 
and the Grusspetsnas, which is, I apologize if I butchered that pronunciation. I'm sure the listeners will let me know, and that's fine. Uh, I don't mind being corrected. So two, two good guys, two bad guys. One of the bad guys, a troop builder. The Spetsnaz is a troop builder. Uh, so with all, there's all in and there's you choose. All in, like I said, you get one of everything. You choose, there are several different levels. Uh, and it's basically, you pay for four figures. And when the campaign is done, you choose, if you don't want those four figures, you can get four Spetsnaz or four ghosts. Or, or if they make it, to the Soviet ninja, you can just get four Soviet ninjas. When they get to the tracksuit henchmen, I, that may be when I go in, all in and They're just get so a bunch good. of tracksuit henchmen. They're so good. <laughs> uh, so, and, and that's what it is, is I understand if people are like, oh, I'll pay my $25 and then later on I'll just go in the backer kit and add stuff on. But it's important that you get in early to unlock these other stretch goals. There is motivation to get in there. And, and I'm not saying everybody should do the all-in because I understand not everybody's going to want all of these figures. But the all-in is going to end up being an amazing value. Uh, there are still, as of this recording, there are still 38 all in third offer available once those 38 sell the price of all in goes up again because it means they're making more money adding more gold so they're raising the price of the all in every time they know that there's going to be more product listen you all know how much i do not like ninjas but i'm <laughs> telling you this russian ninja figure is possibly one of the greatest action figures i have ever seen and i need this in my collection i don't so see, we we have to get it unlocked i don't see how anybody could look at this krasny ninja the soviet ninja wearing a little, yushanka hat on his yes. head <laughs> yes the little fur hat the weapons are literally a hammer and two sickles <laughs> This is incredible. How has nobody ever thought of a Soviet ninja before? Right. Uh, so this this is well here we'll we'll go into a little more detail here. Uh, so you've got a lot of options for how you want to back this. You can choose to back for a dozen figures of your choice if that's what you want to do. There, there's basically this is almost an a la carte. Is that right? A la carte Kickstarter, mm -hmm. where you just sort of choose what you want to get. Uh, so in theory, if you go all in and 10 figures are unlocked, then you'll get 10 different figures. If eight figures are unlocked, my understanding is you'll get the eight figures and then choose what else you want. Like they're going to make it work. Uh, and that's why once ghost was unlocked, even if we only get six figures and then I order four ghosts. I'm good with that because the ghost figure, uh, this is the steel web infiltrator. Steel web is the, uh, one of the villainous factions. I don't know exactly how they relate to the Soviets, but they're all bad. Uh, and which by the way, the steel web logo, have you guys seen this thing? Yeah. This is killer. Cool. 
and they've got it on t-shirts too. There's, there's actually a uh, project longbow or uh, sorry, a uh, call sign longbow T public store. So for the listeners, when you go visit the needless things, T public store and order your audible interlude t-shirts, you can also go to the call sign longbow T public store and get your steel web shirts. And they've got a couple other designs as well. Uh, but this ghost, this purple guy, you guys know how I feel about purple. <laughs> very, very cool. I wouldn't mind having four of those at all, but I don't think it's going to happen because I think we're going to unlock a lot of stuff here. Uh, so all of the standard figures come carded just like old school 80s GI or 80s and 90s GI Joe figures. The exclusives and the Marauder Task Force figures will come bagged with a red file card just like the old mail away or pack in Joe's did. Uh, let's see. So the stretch goals that have been unlocked are Outlaw. Sorry, I'm scrolling here. Oh, I'm in the wrong place. I've got to go to updates. Okay. So Outlaw has been unlocked. He was unlocked within a day. Uh, Ghost was unlocked after five days. And the next stretch goal is the Marauder Task Force Retro Ops Desert Ops figure uh, at $168,000. So we've, we've had about 23 to go. This has gone up $300 since we've been talking about it. Um, so basically one more all-in backer, I think, went in. Uh, but I have to say, are you guys, do you have eyes on this Desert Ops figure? Yeah, I'm looking this at him. This is the least interesting one yeah. to me personally. <laughs> yeah. I know it's going to have plenty of fans. I know people are really going to dig this one, especially Marauder Task Force fans uh, that, that like that realistic military look. Uh, and I won't mind having this figure on the shelf, but it's out of everything we've seen. It's, it's just the least compelling to me. Yeah, it doesn't do much for me. Said so the, the, and really most of the most of the uh, good guy figures are less interesting than some of the really cool ones that we've seen. You know, like the uh, like the ninja we mentioned, the Krasny ninja, and the uh, the the tracksuit henchman, which is uh, we have yet to get to. <laughs> yes, yes. Don't worry, he's on the list. Uh, so uh, after we get to the desert ops thirty thousand dollars later we get to the tracksuit henchman which is one of the stars of the whole line <laughs> Noel, you're 100 right i would love to have just a dozen of this guy but i would want an o-ring style hawkeye figure to go with them if anybody has read the matt fraction well yeah they were in the uh, the russian tracksuit guys were in the the show too in, yeah uh, the hawkeye show yeah because uh, I, I don't. Know I need guys... them, bro, bro. <laughs> Give me these figures, bro. Do you guys remember the old Kids in the Hall skit, The Eradicator? Oh yes, I was just yeah, that. Yeah. As soon yes. as I saw him, that's what popped in my head, and I was like, I need again. I need this. So funny story about that. I have had my eye on doing that as a costume at Dragon Con for so long, and last night while researching this. 
it got me back on the rabbit hole of looking for costume materials. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Especially after just watching some of the new Kids in the Hall and getting Kids in the Hall back in my mind. Yeah, and, and speaking of, just a t- complete sidebar, the new Kids in the Hall is incredible. <laughs> yes. I, wow. Not, don't watch it with the kids, though. Not, uh, I was watching it with my 14-year-old son and uh, that first sketch with the the robbers and the they, cops, they did not waste any time which granted <laughs> we had just watched the new jackass so we'd already seen plenty of that sort of thing unexpected well i don't know why it wasn't unexpected but it was like okay it's here as well so there's that <laughs> uh so yeah parental advisory on the new kids in the hall all right uh the krasny ninja stretch uh gets added at 229 which i think this will hit before all is said and done because uh kickstarters that are successful and have the momentum that this one has so far often triple in the last 48 hours this is big you guys this this is this is going to be like an instant collection you're going to have a whole new toy collection from this Kickstarter. So, uh, like I said, I'm excited as heck about the all-in. Uh, they have three more surprise goals lined up, potentially more, depending again on how much momentum is maintained. Right now, we have six individual figures for sure. Uh, and like I said, the campaign is going to make sure the value is there for all-in. There are 12 total individual figures possible as of now. So if you go all in, you're getting all 12 of those figures for $244, which is cheaper than Hasbro's Mm -hmm. O-rings. Yep. So anyway, as you can tell, I'm super stoked about this. You guys are kind of waiting for the tracksuit guy. (laughs) I understand. Christian, did you get in on this or are you kind of waiting to see what happens? was so you posted about ghosts getting unlocked and i was going to jump in um i just haven't had when we get off tonight i'm going to be able to do because i haven't had a chance to sit down at the computer i encourage anybody who thinks they might even be halfway interested in this to to go in and just back one and watch see where it goes and see, maybe you want to do four, maybe you want to do all in, whatever. But like I said, there are only 38 more all in at this price. I don't know what the next pricing tier will be for all in, but you got to think it's going to jump somewhat significantly with the the track that they're on now. So there it is. Go check out Call Sign Longbow on Kickstarter. We will be keeping up with it until it closes 25 more days. Uh, Saturday, June 11th is the final day. So we'll have a few more episodes coming out between now and then. Uh, real quick, other Kickstarter news. Again, G.I. Joe adjacent. I just wanted to throw this out there. Cybertronic Spree, one of the greatest bands on the planet, uh, are funding their new album, Ravage, which is all original tunes, which I'm very excited about. Uh, they also hit their goal in a day. Their go- their their goal eighteen thousand six hundred ninety seven dollars to 
record an album, produce everything that goes along with the album, do marketing, everything else. This campaign is currently at $119,842. We love Cybertronic Spree. Uh, if you have ever had the opportunity to see them live, you know how absolutely incredible and mind-blowing it is to see people dressed up in giant boxy Transformer costumes putting on a full-on like Motley Crue-worthy rock and roll show. I encourage everybody to go check out Cybertronic Spree Ravage on Kickstarter. Uh, I backed it at whatever the, like, you get the album, you get a poster, you get some other a bunch of they've got several different levels you can go for here but the no thing, vinyl which i was really surprised about i'm not surprised because right now vinyl production is so backed up in the united states it doesn't make sense for them to offer vinyl as part of this i imagine they will offer it later on mm-hmm. this is all about getting the album produced and in people's hands i would imagine later on they'll worry about the vinyl right now adding the nightmare that is vinyl production to a Kickstarter like this would be a nightmare. If it was something that was already produced, it would make sense. But the fact that they still have to record this album and do everything involved with that, adding vinyl production on top of that would not be worthwhile. So we might see a separate Kickstarter. We might, you know, there, who knows how they'll go about doing that. There's no doubt in my mind, they will do a record. Uh, but that'll be later on. I suppose you are a little bit more up to speed on current vinyl uh, news than I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's uh, some of the some of the boutique companies have actually looked into opening up their own production facilities, and uh, I, I won't get too deep into that because it's not GI Joe news. But but there's good news on on the vinyl production front coming in probably the next sixteen to eighteen months. Uh, all right. As we continue with our G.I. Joe adjacency, McFarlane Toys is offering as an online exclusive a munitions pack. Did you guys see this thing? Yep. Yep. What do you think? Is it exactly going to be to scale or are they going to look a little big? They are to scale with one-tenth scale toy line. So they will be too big for G.I. Joe classified series. Uh, This is basically McFarlane's way around the Time Warner edict that none of their characters, action figures will include guns. Uh, Now you can give Joker a crowbar that everybody knows he beat a child to death with, (laughs) but you can't give him a pistol. Not even a comically long barreled pistol. Uh, so that's basically what this is. I think it's a really cool set. It's not going to work with your classified series stuff, but if you're a collector of DC multiverse, uh, you know, those characters, some of them need guns and here they are. Uh, they don't look, it's 15 bucks for a lot. Like eight, yeah. For like 18 separate pieces. I think it is. Uh, well, it's 15, 15 different weapons. So 15 bucks for 15 weapons. That's, that's fine. I don't expect them to be like removable magazines or any business like that. Uh, they just need to look cheaper cool. than what Hasbro is charging you for extra weapons in the O-ring packs. Uh, yeah, seriously. 
so you know pretty good deal still available from mcfarland uh mcfarland toys store.com all right you guys are we ready for the big super seven update <laughs> holy cow deluge of <laughs> super seven news every time we turn around so with no official announcement or anything uh about two weeks ago on may the 4th on may the 4th which is traditionally recognized as a day to celebrate gi joe exactly right? yeah yeah all of these pre-orders went up on Entertainment Earth, uh, and I think they're now on Big Bad Toy Store as well, but I saw them on May the 4th. Uh, the new wave of Super 7 Reaction G.I. Joe figures, the fourth wave in which we got, or which we will be getting, a Cobra Bat, Zartan, Snake Eyes version 4. Now, the thing to remember is this is Super 7's fourth version of Snake Eyes, not necessarily the Hasbro version for Snake Eyes. It's the fourth Snake Eyes that Super 7 has released as a single-carded figure. Uh, Shipwreck, the first Shipwreck of this era, unless you consider the pop, which I guess you kind of should. Um cover girl which interesting possibilities there are we getting a blonde are we like which cover girl will we see uh cobra commander version three which again we don't know what this is going to be my guess my personal guess is comic book battle armor yeah that's what i figure it's going to be because that would also tie in with that being V3 of the uh, original toy. And then a massive assortment of uh, troop builders, Cobra female troopers, and the, the skin, skin tones are pink and dark brown. They have left out the brown skin tone, which is interesting. Uh pink with red hair pink with long blonde hair pink with short black hair dark brown with long black hair dark brown with medium black hair and dark brown with short black hair and of course there's a variety of weapons between those if they're like the other troop builders uh camo green shirt uh, joe's males presumably with m16s in pink and dark brown Camo green shirts with laser rifles, presumably the Sunbow rifle uh, in dark brown and pink. And then camo green shirt rifle, which something else, uh, in pink and dark brown. So once it went 12 troop builders, uh, six Cobra females and six G.I. Joe green shirts. We haven't seen pictures of these yet at all, but... Guys, I love this line. <laughs> I just got uh, Wave 3 at Target. And I have not seen the Red Ninja yet. And I'm probably going to get a couple of Red Ninjas. 
And look, I'll say it again. Yes, the prices on these things, absolutely ridiculous, especially when they're sitting right next to those $10 retro Marvel Legends figures. Mm-hmm. But the, the joy that these bring me are worth that markup. And I know we, when we first speculated that they might do this, I mean, it's been almost 18 months, I think, initially, when we first started talking about uh, the possibility of Super 7 Joes, like, we figured they'd, they'd delve into, you know, maybe a dozen or so figures. <laughs> we didn't think you'd get a dozen different troop builders, troop builders right. that are wave. not even like figures they ever produced back in the day <laughs> in one wave. We, we so... With whatever our mild predictions were, like, <laughs> oh, maybe they'll do Tomax and Zaymod in suits. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> like that was our that was our big, you know, long shot. And now just absolute insanity coming out of this line. And I love it. A mix of comics and sunbow. Uh oh, and that you guys, that comic book Firefly in person, that blue camo on him looks so awesome. I have seen him in the store. I did not purchase him, but I did see him at Target. Oh, these are so great. I love them. I absolutely love them. And I'll say it again. This to me is the most exciting G.I. Joe line on the market right now. I love it. Uh, any any further thoughts about Super 7's reaction? Anything else going on there? Well, I'm probably going to have to get a shipwreck. So it'll be the first <laughs> reaction figure it's going to be I like have, a potato it's chip. It's going to be downhill. As soon as you get it, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, he looks so good. I need yep. I need the sailor troop builders to go with him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So good. Uh, all right. So, ongoing topic, the plastic-free packaging. Stop me if you already heard this but I don't think I've said it on the show. One of the things I'm most excited about with the plastic free packaging is eliminating that tray that the figure actually sits in because over the years, that darn tray has warped more figures and accessories than it has ever preserved from being like crushed or, or anything. I hate those trays. Because that's how you get the bent wonky legs that make the figure not stand upright. It's how the long rifles and staffs and things get warped in shipment. So when you pull them out of that tray, they're like a curve. That's how that stuff happens. And now with the figure just attached to a piece of cardboard and the accessories wrapped up in tissue paper, they're not going to get all mangled by those stupid molded trays. hate those things. I want them gone. Yeah, so, I'm always nervous taking figures out of them because I always feel like I'm going to pop off or yeah. like you, especially like with the with the accessories and the weapons that are in there, like you start trying to pop it out and all of a sudden the thing flies across your room and you know don't think you're going to see it again. I lost a sort of omens doing Thundercats reviews just a few days ago. Uh, Groon the Destroyer from the Thundercats line comes with a broken sort of omens and I was trying to be as careful as I could be 
and I just barely sort of pushed on the back and it shot out like it was fired out of a gun. It's behind my workbench now. And that workbench is like 800 pounds. It's gone. I will never see that sort of omens again. Yeah, I've lost so many Transformers accessories just from the moment that I was opening the package. It doesn't matter how careful you are. Nope. They, they can fly out of there. So yeah, good riddance to those things. Uh, something I was thinking about, if you guys, do you guys remember some of the old 70s Takara Star Wars figures that came in the little boxes? So you sent this as a message and it totally got me thinking back when I was hardcore into collecting Japanese Sentai figures, all those figures came like that. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, even a lot of my, um, the Japanese release figure arts uh, with the uh, Ultramans are like that. There's no plastic window. And, yeah. and I looked, I'm looking at them on my shelf and I'm like, I forgot actually how much I love just the artwork or the photos of the figure. And well, that's the key is to give that packaging a, a nice dynamic look. Yeah, and I had um, like, there's a lot of stuff that Takara released back in the early eighties, little robot toys and stuff that were, you know, because when robots were, were huge and I had some uh, that also came in those little those little boxes and i love those little boxes because yeah. they didn't have a window but you had art on all four sides of uh four sides of them. same thing too um gobots of course those, mm-hmm. those were licensed from bandai the machine robo line and they there were a lot of both like licensed and unlicensed other machine robo toys that were out on the market because and because my parents were like well i can get him a gobot that costs Two forty nine, or I can get them this one that costs like a dollar forty nine. I got a lot of those, and a lot of them came in those little those little boxes without without uh, the plastic windows. Yeah, and I love those. I, like I liked them, I think better a lot than than some of the actual GoBot packages. Well, I bought. Uh, I want to say that it was on the Disney, I guess shopdisney.com or whatever it is, a couple of years ago they had reissues of some of the 70s Star Wars figures in the Takara packaging. And I bought a few just because they looked fun. I liked the look of the box. I thought it looked cool. So, and look, people right now are looking at the Thor Love and Thunder uh, kids line. This is some of the first stuff we're seeing from Hasbro that's the windowless packaging. And it looks terrible. I'm not going to lie. They do not look appealing to me at all. But you got to think for the collector oriented stuff, they're going to put a little more effort into what the packaging looks like. I think there are a lot of really cool possibilities, especially thinking about the art that they've used for classified series. I think there's a lot of cool stuff that can be done. And, and that, and, and look, I, I got a little sassy at the end of uh, last episode talking about <laughs> mint in box collectors. And while part of me meant that, Part of me does feel sympathy for those guys. And and I mean, they're a, a critical part of the hobby. There's no way around it. Our personal tastes and desires for collecting may be different, but we are all part of the same hobby here. So hopefully we can find the right thing to appeal to all kinds of people, but plastic free packaging is not anything new. And when done well, it can still be very exciting and cool. Um, 
using transformers as an example and i know right now they have like the plastic free window but even if they didn't have the window do um, the, 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 the new packaging the black Whoa. i don't like the yellow but the black the black the, and the purple. artwork yeah mm-hmm. those those packages stick out on on the store shelf well, even like the windowless ones, the the eighty six Starscream Coronation Starscream uh, figure that does not have a window at all. Every time I see that, I do a double take and think about buying it because it's just it looks so good on the shelf. Yeah, the photography okay, so on these, the front of it, and everything. The ones I saw in the store the other day and put up pictures of uh, the blaster and the bulkhead. I think yes, yeah, from tra- the Transformers Legacy with this purple like super 80s looking packaging i'm thinking about and and here's the one thing about these though is they do have uniform artwork as opposed to the different art styles that classified has as much as i love the different art styles of classified i do think it might be good to find a style if you're going to move to this kind of packaging I don't know, though. We'll see what they do. Uh, again, I think the elimination of single-use plastics is a no-brainer. It's easy. It should be done. Uh, I know not everybody feels that way, but I do. All right. Uh, Tiger Force, Python Patrol. No new news, but I wanted to ask you guys... Out of the classified series figures that have been released thus far, whether they had original Tiger Force or Python Patrol versions or not, which ones would you repaint to be those factions? Noel, we'll start with you. I'm going to be boring because I mentioned it in the last episode that we recorded that the, the Python officer is so beautiful and it needs to happen so i think it's an inevitability anyway yeah but that that and of course you gotta have a joe counterpart for uh, for tiger force you gotta have roadblock now that we've got a heavy artillery roadblock he's got to be done in tiger force colors with that yellow and black helmet yeah christian what about you so Actually, no, I think mine's more boring as far as the Tiger Force goes <laughs> because I thought and thought and thought about it, and my mind just keeps going back to Tiger Force Flint. Yeah, and I mean, his he wasn't as as bold, I think, as Roadblock, but I mean, I, I would be perfectly okay with him doing a Tiger Force Flint too. And for my Python Patrol, I actually would be interested to see what they would do with a Python Patrol style Baroness. Not just slapping the deco on her existing armor, but give us a new-ish design for it. Now, if they did like some texture on her on her bodysuit, would be really, really cool if you could do that Python texture on there and actually do it yeah. as a new mold. I'm picturing... Yeah, the python pattern on her suit, um, her boots and gloves, maybe in the gray, and then the yellow cobra symbol. And maybe a hood. And yellow glasses. Oh, okay. Or or green. Wait, do we need to get green? I 
I don't have any Python Patrol figures here, so I don't <laughs> know offhand the reference colors. Uh, is there? There's green in there too, isn't there? It's like a it's like a yeah, yellowish like green. A oh, okay. So, well, okay. So what I'm thinking of is the because we talked about this last time. The shirt on the trooper slash officer slash whatever the heck it is. The puke. The it's puke supposed to be green with yellow stripes, and it's not reading that way. Or is it yellow with green stripes? Or not stripes, but yeah. you know, the, the crosshatch. I don't know. Whatever the case, give just give her some neon yellow glasses. Uh, mine, I went with Flint as well. Because when I looked at the shelf, it was just so easy to see that Flint as the uh, Tiger Force Flint. Uh, and then Python Patrol... I want to see just how gaudy we can get with a Python Patrol Alley Viper. Mm. <laughs> like really just cover the whole thing with that Python Patrol scale design and maybe like yellow boots and gloves. I don't know. Mm. So anyway, and carry that over onto his shield. Onto the shield, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, so yeah, just a fun little conversation to have. Uh, another fun little conversation. Something I've noticed since classified series has been moving towards designs that are more faithful to the real American hero designs. People tend to like to throw people who are against this and and look i enjoyed the operation blackout designs uh i like updated classified designs but i also love uh the roadblock tomex and samot like i'm excited about all of these different things but i see this reductive argument of oh i don't want six inch versions of 80s joes but that's not what we're getting you have to liken this to what Transformers has been going through lately where you're getting these ultimate modern versions of 80s designs. You're getting a hot rod that is what you wanted that chunk of plastic and die cast to be when you were a kid. His legs didn't move. His knees didn't bend. Most Transformers, when you were a kid, when we were kids, kind of just stood there. <laughs> now... Transformers are action figures. They are great, awesome-looking vehicles that transform into fully articulated, playable action figures, which is what I always wanted when I was a kid and why Transformers just never caught with me the same way that it did with so many other people. I remember having this conversation with people who I worked with because I, I had a lot of transformers in my cubicle at my job. And this is, this isn't even recent. This is like 15 years ago. And uh, they were, they were saying like, Oh, these, these aren't nearly as cool. When I was a kid, man, the transformers were much cooler. They were made of metal. And I was like, those were terrible toys. As yes. They, they changed my life. They're terrible toys. This figure right here is, an update of this character you might have liked when you were, you know, eight years old, but it is fully articulated. And, you know, it's the, the vehicle mode is, uh, is actually like a lot 
you know better and more like more streamlined and you don't see all the robot bits or you don't see all the vehicle bits they've done a much better job with with sculpting a lot of these figures and and you don't want to build moving toys out of metal just don't do it you you want to (laughs) die cast is great for a hot wheels car and that's pretty much the extent of it so yeah that's and classified is the the modern updated versions of these so it's not like like if they were literally giving me a six inch o-ring figure like a six inch version of o-ring duke no i would well i don't know i'd probably buy that too but like that's not what this is it just isn't so that argument of six inch versions of 80s joes is just a lame duck like lazy argument i understand wanting really cool updates like what we got with major blood like major blood who is very faithful to the 80s version but is very updated as well with his cybernetic eye patch and all that business but you cannot in good faith call any of the classified figures that we've seen six inch versions of 80s joes because they're just not mm-hmm. Finally, our last bit of news business. You guys, how exciting is it that we are going to see G.I. Joe the movie in a freaking movie theater like the good Lord intended (laughs) before Transformers ruined it for everybody. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And my little pony. Let's see. Actually, I meant to bring up this web page. Uh, but I had so many other things opened, I was not able to do it. Uh, G.I. Joe the movie will be a Fathom event on June 23rd and 25th. I think it's worth noting that June 25th is Joe, uh, Joe Fest. I was gonna say Joe Lanta, Joe Fest in Augusta, and that there is an Augusta theater showing. Uh, G.I. Joe the movie on the 25th, but it's at 1 p.m., which one, it is entirely possible the audible interlude panel will be happening at 1 p.m. on the 25th. We do not know yet. Two, regardless, that's peak Joe Fest hours. Like, you're going to want to be in the dealer's room or in a panel or meeting Ron Rudad or, well, Sergeant Slaughter's not going to be there anymore. Jerry the King Lawler, like 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. on the 25th, I think that Augusta movie theater is going to be pretty empty. If they had done it during the evening, I would have probably attempted to like organize something uh, to where a bunch of us would go. But as is uh, I, I am going because my son wants to go see it too. So I'm going on the 23rd. It's going to be a mad scramble to get from work to home to the theater, but I'm going to make it happen because you guys GI Joe, the movie in a movie theater <laughs> when you guys saw this like how'd you feel oh i was excited i i can i can go in i can watch three minutes and i can leave and i can be happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think like i said on the the last episode um one of the old anime groups that i used to work with we worked with the theater here on universal property um and we used to once a month show movies on the big screen. And we did show uh, for a couple of years, every year, we showed G.I. Joe. 
Um, and the opening to the movie gives me goosebumps just watching oh, it man. still on YouTube. When you see that on the big screen, it, it's going to just, you're going to melt. Well, on the big screen with movie theater sound. Well, like, and yeah. that's. And they are showing this at some IMAX theaters. <laughs> so are they really? That nice. would be. It's like I'm. I'm almost tempted to go to an IMAX theater for it. Well, and Fathom events typically have some add-on stuff, whether it's like a little pre-movie trivia, something or other, special mm-hmm. special features, whatever. Like it's usually it's called Fathom events for a reason. There's usually more than just the feature. Uh, so I'll be curious to see if any more comes out about that. Right now on the website, it's literally just the movie. But if that's all it is, I don't care. That's a good point, though, because when we did the when we went to the Fathom events, Dark Crystal, um, twenty minutes, fifteen minutes or so before the movie started, because I'm one of those that likes to get there super early, they played uh, an interview with uh, Brian and Lisa Henson. So. Yeah. And I don't remember that part being advertised. We were all just like, oh, is the movie starting? And then lo and every, behold. Every Fathom event I've gone to has had something like that. Or like a giveaway. Like I, we went and saw uh, one of the Doctor Who. Oh, the Doctor Who 50th anniversary special. Uh, we went and saw in the theater. And they had like posters and other things that they gave out. So again, I don't know that they will do any of that because right. G.I. Joe the movie at this point in time, probably not quite as big as the Doctor Who 50th anniversary. But again, just the opportunity to see this in the theater. Very exciting. They I mean, if nothing the- else, they can use like some of the special features that are on the DVD and just play yeah. those ahead of time yeah. You know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. To, just to fill out the time. Because they typically don't do tra- tra- Fathom events, don't do trailers. So you're right. not going to have the 20, 30 minutes of trailers that you've already watched on your phone uh, <laughs> to endure in the movie theater. So that's good news as well. Or they could totally William Castle it up. And at the great scene, at a very specific point in the movie, you could have your actor run across the front of the screen with a snake man on his back with everyone screaming what's a man <laughs> how much fun oh my gosh you know what i'm not even going to say i'm going to say this off air because we're going to make this happen <laughs> so you guys we're going to wrap up our news uh and finish this episode up Thank you for listening, everybody. Please remember you can find Andy Sanford at electricminnowmusic.com. He did all of the music that you heard during this episode. Follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. If you tweet us, we will see it. Uh, Noel, do you want to tell us a little bit about The Finest? The Finest is an international costuming club dedicated to the world of G.I. Joe and other G.I. Joe-related things. Uh, if you ever thought about uh, dressing up in a cool G.I. Joe costume, uh, we've got field guides on our website. You can check out thefinestcc.com, uh, and uh, you can find out how to be a trooper or a uh, or an officer or a crimson guardsman or uh, several others that we have 
guides for. Um, and you can also find us at various events, including Joe Fest, uh, where we raise money for a great, great charity called Canines for Warriors. And Christian, tell us where we can find those wonderful pictures. You can find my photography on Instagram and Flickr.com under Legion Cub. You guys, thank you for once again talking about G.I. Joe for right around an hour. And as always, yo, Joe. Cobra. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.